What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and uh, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You're at your place for having unfiltered conversations where we expand your horizons and your opportunities to change what it is that's no longer working in your life. I'm Christopher Roush, your No Excuses Coach. I'm joined by the awesome... Scott Goyette. I'm here with you, Christopher Roush. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Scott Goyette? It's been a minute. Yeah. Out there saving lives, changing the world, causing trouble, doing the things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a lot better than the 2020, right? <laughs> it's good, man. I, I can't complain at all. I feel like I'm just moving around nonstop in very productive ways. And you hit a wall here and there, but it's all part of the process. It's good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's that's a part of life. I mean, so many times people want things to be easy. And when you when you think about things being easy, like what what's the fun in that? I mean, it's fun for it to be, but that's the challenge that that helps us rise above and helps us change and become, you know, different people than we were yesterday. Yeah. I actually had a funny uh discussion. I was sitting with this guy who's in amazing shape. He's probably 50 years old, he's in incredible shape, looks like a bodybuilder, just perfectly ripped. And I'm more of the athlete, he's more of the strength guy. But we both we both are sitting there and I go. Would you would you want to be 20 again? And he goes, he's like, he goes, you know, yeah, but it's easy. He goes, it's easy to be great when you're 20. I'm like, right? And he goes, isn't it fun? And I'm like, dude, I always say that. I'm like, there's something about figuring out a way to play basketball with 20 year olds or be your strongest self and lean, you know, at 50, like he is. It's like, I actually enjoy the process of saying, can I do this today because my knee? Can I do this today because my ankle? And then when I'm successful, I'm like. That was really fun because it was challenging and right. it forces me to find a way instead of being spoon fed. And I mean, I think that succinctly, succinctly explains everything with leadership. It's like, I don't want it easy. Easy is easy. We're here mm -hmm. to be challenged. We're here to be, cre be creative and you got to be creative when stuff's hurt and you got to figure out a way. So ah, I know, I know. I love that. And I think that's, I mean, that's where I go for the Goggins, you know, the David Goggins types of people is it's like really thinking like, you know, sitting there thinking, Oh, I'm in pain. I'm in pain. We write ourselves out of the story be before we even give ourselves a chance. And so I think what he says, I mean, he goes to a, an unnatural degree, I think working through the pain, but he's also like the pain's going to be there. So why not just continue to move through that? Because the rest of my body can get stronger. I can get stronger and more resilient. The pain's going to be there in my foot or whatever it's going to be. And so I like the fact that, you know, we, we have to dig into that pain. You have to sit there, especially as you get older, it doesn't get any easier. I talk to people all the time that are 20 years older than me, 30 years older than me at the gym. And they're like, Chris, it's gotten harder for me because now it's not for the vanity. Now I know I need to come in here and work out. And so thinking about coming in here five, six days a week when I just want to lay around and do nothing, he goes, you know, two of them have told me that that that, that the, the importance of it is getting in here and getting that burn and, and still feeling alive and, and, and taking that responsibility and that ownership for oneself. And that's one of the things that we've been talking about through the entire series of this this uh, this show. And this leadership series, this component of it is each one of our guests has really talked about the fact that it's got to be internally driven. It's got to be it's got to be wired as a desire from this this point in outward, whether you want to be a leader of yourself or be a leader of, of people and organizations. And I think all of our guests did a great job in illustrating that in within their own and their own specific industry. I mean, we had race car drivers. Um, we have uh, business executives. Um, we had dentists. No, do we have Dennis this time? That was last time. No, that was John. Yeah, Pablo. Yeah, yeah. orthodontist. Close right. enough. We straight in. They all start to blend together. There you go. Yeah, no, I mean it's all it's all reality. Um, you know, one of the things that's interesting is, um, I think one of the things that we've got to figure out is you mentioned David Goggins. There's no question that, you know, to you or me, he might seem extreme, or maybe some people see me and see extreme. You know, see me as extreme. You got to figure out what your why is and why you're doing it. Like for me at this point, the reason I want to play basketball and stay in great shape is I want longevity. And this is a fun in the moment pathway to make that happen. So sure. the day I die, I'm going to have a heart attack and just just disappear from this planet because there's going to be a no um, uh, chronic illness or something. And, and it's all possible. I mean, it could be. But I'm going to do everything in, in my power to avoid that by really embracing the moment and having fun. So for me my peak is i want to be the best version of myself daily without being insanely over the top competitive right in competitions in here so that i can really enjoy because to me you know my wife likes to go out dancing and that's her little bliss and that's going to keep her active and keep her you know mobile and the whole thing and for me it's basketball so i don't need to be michael jordan at 52 but i really enjoy being scott goyette at 52. yeah and that's all i want to be i, I don't need to be the best player ever 
but I want to be somebody who's fun. And if I can teach a lesson on the court, hit a game and we shot, I feel great. Now, I think David Goggins for David Goggins is great. You know, he's a guy who went from being overweight, feeling like nothing to feeling like the top of the world. And if that's yeah. what makes him feel good, then let's celebrate that. But I want people to be cautious to think we're not telling you to be David Goggins. We're right. telling you to find you and become that so that you can enjoy that life every given moment. And that's a balance. And sometimes we got to look deep to find that. So, mm -hmm. no, that, I mean, that's so true. And I mean, that, that's why I talk about the fact that, you know, he is an anomaly in some respects, but at the same time that, that it's that fight response, like to sit there and say, no, I'm not going to let this hold me back. Yeah. And I've seen so many people, my friends who have gotten some sort of like a sore ankle or oh, my knees are bad. You know, they start using that excuse, like really bad. All oh, my knees are bad. We'll go get a fucking changed out. Go do something right. All oh, my knees are bad. Then they put on a bunch of weight and then they're on a bunch of cholesterol medications. And then just, the, just the dominoes keep stacking up against them. Then they got diabetes. Now they got heart disease. Now, oh, Chris, I got desired. I got I my first heart attack, you know, and they're like a couple years older than me. And they're like, you know, it just it's amazing when you look back on your life and to think all I had to really do was hydrate myself. All I had to really do is eat pretty good six or seven days a week, you know, five, six, seven days a week, you know, I eat pretty good, get some sunshine, hang around positive people, you know, you know, go out there and enjoy myself every once in a while, but not make that the norm. And you can live a long, healthy life. And I think when, you know, people get to the end of their road and they realize like, oh, wow, I made it to 67 when I realistically could have made it to 80 or 97, you know, that comes back on us. And that's why we always invite you guys that are listening and watching this is that at any moment in time, you guys can go to the mirror and decide that you've had enough, that you are not going to tolerate the stuff that you've been tolerating in your life, because you know that that someday that you keep talking about is either going to come or it isn't. And it's going to be really massively up to you guys, whether or not you make that happen. And that again, when we talk about the, the, the components of what we've been talking about in the series of shows, that leadership, that all takes that self-responsibility to stand up and say, listen, I'm not going to do this anymore. And here are my boundaries and here are my my values and i think scott you know uh, a lot of the guys did a great job and really kind of solidifying that each one of them had their code of ethics right yeah they had a way that they lived and they had their principles by you know which you know they were guided and they were very intentional i think if you sit down with each and every one of them you know whether it's Stuart or mg or you know any of those people we spoke to when you talk to those guys you know like the way that i have like in deep conversations it becomes very apparent that they have a, a specific doctrine by which like, here's how I live. Here's my principles. Here's my foundation. Here's what I do. And they don't waver from it. Like I'm, I'm, you know, it's funny. You're the no excuses coach, but I'm a no excuses guy. Like I don't, oh, yeah. I don't preach it as much, but like today, right now I have a broken rib. I've had trouble sleeping at night and I just dislocated my toes sticking out, like bent out. And my wife again, you did it. that before when you were Dude, out here in California. I know, I know it's my, <laughs> it's my big toe. And so, so what did I do? This was last night. So my toes out of place. I got a broken rib, didn't sleep well. So what did I do today? I played basketball because I said I was going to play basketball. I didn't die. Did it hurt? Did it I, maybe kind of, I like it actually. I'm probably, sadistic. <laughs> I'm not, I'm probably not the best example, but you know what? I have fallen in love. You know how we talk about Every emotion is a good emotion. It's part of existence. We right. need to feel, we need to be sad. We need to be afraid. They're catalysts to bring us to, to that river, to that space of joy. Man, when I'm, when I'm hurting, I love it because I know that it's a springboard to something else. And I used to think it was like some sadistic thing. I think it's the opposite. I think it's, this is part of this existence. So I'm going to feel this with every bit of my body and when I feel the really good stuff, I'm going to be like, man, that felt aggressive and, and harsh. And this feels nice. And it's almost like, I don't know, like race car driving or skiing. There's moments where it doesn't feel good. You're scared. I might hit a tree. I might do something. And then right. all of a sudden you're like, hey, there's the finish line. I won the race. And it's just, I don't know. All of it's beautiful to me. And, and I beg people to start exploring what that could look like for you because it's not all perfect. It's not all awesome but it's all under my perception. I can sit here and perceive it as this is part of this beautiful existence and it's all temporary. So whether it's a blissful moment or a scary moment, it's all just part of the game. Mm -hmm. Sit in it, be present in it and, and enjoy it. And maybe enjoy is not experience it. 
maybe that's experience. Yeah, truly, truly taste and savor that moment because yeah. you don't know if it's ever going to happen again. I mean, that's what that's one of the reasons that I've heard yeah. of why we sign up to have this human experience is to have the ability to sense, to touch, to feel, to smell, to taste, to have those experiences. Because in, in 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 spiritual form, we don't have those opportunities. We can't touch. We can't have sensation. We can't have those kind of experiences. So we come here and we have these human experiences to yeah. kind of help us path along the path. That's the way I kind of see it. And I think to your point is absolutely right is when we sit there and we look at the fact that we're alive, like when I was trying to think, I can't remember if I ever told you this, but when I was trying to repurpose my, my belief about my pain in my back and trying to think, okay, how can I appreciate this pain that I'm going through? trying to find gratitude for it. And then I realized, I remember the story about uh, a guy that I used to hang out with party with in the eighties. He had a terrible accident. He was drunk. He had a drinking problem and he got messed up one night and tripped over his daughter's wood uh, writing table or whatever in his apartment. And so the, the table broke and the, the wood went through and severed his spinal cord. He laid there for like, I guess about 14 hours until the gardener heard him screaming and put a ladder up to a second story apartment and called 911 and got him picked up. He was paralyzed from the shoulders down. And I was just like thinking when I was walking and trying to repurpose my pain, I'm like, how can I be grateful for my pain? How can I be grateful for my pain? I thought, fuck Mike. Mike would kill to have this pain because he can't feel anything from his shoulders down. So he would kill to have this pain right now because it would tell him that he's alive, that he can move his joints. And so I immediately started focusing on the fact, yeah, it may be painful, but I can still fucking walk. How many guys came back from, from active duty and they can no longer walk their legs got blown off or whatever it might be. And I started finding gratitude because I have pain. That means I have mobility in my body and I can still keep moving even. And it's up to me how I view that pain. Is it bad or is it good? And that's where I decided like, oh, maybe perhaps when I'm in pain, that forces me to get off my ass and make the rest of my body stronger so it can help compensate for a little bit of what that that pain is going through. So I found psychologically how to help myself and appreciate that. It doesn't, it's always perfect, but whenever I get pissed off at it, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not fucking paralyzed. Yeah. And, and I think the massive lesson there that you're saying too, is stop and be present in that pain that like, if it's physical pain, if it's mental pain, what's up, Leo? If it's, uh, you know, fear, sadness, um, anger, shame, guilt, anything you're feeling that's causing you mental, spiritual, or physical pain. Remember what we've talked about so often, these are guardrails. So whatever you're feeling is saying that something is off kilter, whether it's something I'm doing in my body, something I've done in the past, it's trying to redirect us into the flow of the river. Now, we're, we're human beings. We might not do it in this lifetime. We, not, we might not re-angle ourselves and get back into the flow. But if we know that that flow is available, if we know that opportunity to really be in the river is available, at, we, at least we know it's possible. And so I think we still need to give ourselves grace. Maybe I'm afraid a lot. Maybe I'm sad a lot. Maybe I'm angry a lot. Start identifying with the things that like, hey, this is something that's holding me back or not making me feel like I, like I want to feel. And then say, what do I have to do to either transmute this, redirect and again, like with back pain for you, or I'm always breaking something to myself. It all worked itself out, flipping snowmobile, snapping an angle, an ankle. I mean, there's something always, but right. But I, I don't know. I like it. I like it because it really makes me feel and it redirects me. And I'm gonna be nuts till the day I leave this planet because I truly love the human experience. And that might be either psychotic or perfect. I'm not sure, but I'm gonna keep doing it. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that's, I think that's a great question. So I have for you and people that are thinking about this is, you know, how can we redirect our perspective about pain, whether it's emotional pain, physical pain, spiritual pain, how can we, how can we get people to think about it in different terms? Because we're taught as kids, pain's bad. Oh, come here, come here. You must, you poor thing, you poor thing, you poor thing. So we're kind of, we're kind of taught to avoid pain. Like, oh, you should never get hurt. Don't hurt yourself. Like we, as kids, we've heard that like, oh, don't go out and hurt yourself. It's not. And I found this, it was a psychological study that was done. It wasn't the fact that they were, didn't want them to hurt themselves. They're basically saying, don't get hurt because I don't know how I'm going to deal with it if it happens. Amen. And so it's like that bigger psychological component of that. It's like, yeah, I don't want you to get hurt, but I don't want to have to deal with it if somebody comes and tells me you got hit by a car. And so that's kind of the bigger thing. How can how do you think that we can get people to to disassociate from that that pain and being worried about it and just still go through it and understand the pain's part of the process? You know, we had a discussion. Um, I took a few of my students to Whole Foods Roof um, last night, and we had a because um, they have the rooftop store here in Austin, the flagship store. So this beautiful roof, and we sat up there. We had some intellectual discussions about just life. And one of the things we were talking about is the perception of what it means to be a man. So it was interesting because one of the women, she said, 
you know, when I used to get hurt, I'd fall down and I would cry and, and, and people would stand around me and go, you're going to be okay. You know, you're strong. It's okay. I know it hurts, you know, just let the tears out. Um, let me get you a bandaid, whatever it was, there was a support system that the, the process of hurting was very natural and almost celebrated as an experience. Like everybody brought the emotion, like the, oh, I can see how this hurts you. I'm so sorry for that, but you're going to be okay. But not like whatever a boy gets hurt. What's happening? Shut the hell up and suck it up. Get back out there in the field. So yep. whenever, so to start to answer the question, I think what we got to do first and foremost is figure out how we're showing up as part of the equation. Are we a dad saying, be tough like me? And and listen, like, I, if I had a boy, thank God, I don't have a boy. Because <laughs> I, I would have pushed him down the stairs and said, suck it up and be tough because that's what's in my brain. I think that's what makes you tough. And so having a girl has taught me these lessons. So I would back up and say this. How are you showing up? What role are you playing in the equation? And I think people really need to think about this. What are the tools that you need to use to redirect? So the question you're asking, first and foremost, you say it all the time. If I'm facing in this direction, I'm afraid, maybe just turn. And that might be metaphorical or physical, but maybe just look in a different direction. So if I'm sitting here doing the same old, same old, and I'm afraid, maybe I just need to turn and do the other thing. And I'm like, why was I doing that? <laughs> and, yep. and it might be that simple whether it's you know literal or metaphorical but i want people to start thinking about this the feelings that we're having the emotion you know whether it's physical pain that's manifested or it's fear sadness anger all of these things are a beautiful opportunity in life to redirect us to what we ultimately want joy and just to really embrace the moments and be present but I think the people who are really living what I've seen, the people who are living the most, they seem to be very cognizant of the fact that joy feels so much better if yeah. I'm freaking horrified sometime. If I feel a little anger, why is the world so messed up? Wait, I was part of the healing process. There's a sadistic, strange beauty in feeling and touching and knowing that I'm here as a spirit but driving this vehicle. It's it's truly exciting if we allow it to be. Now, that doesn't mean all the shit's not real. That doesn't mean I shouldn't be afraid of this. That doesn't mean I shouldn't be sad. Just what are you going to do with it? And what I would tell you, so the answer is look at it slightly differently. Know that it's not permanent. Be right. present in the moment. Don't compartmentalize it. Little boy fall. Don't stuff it in here and pack it down here and it becomes dis-ease. And then I have cancer later. I have a, something going on. Feel the shit out of that. I'm, I'm sad. I hate this moment. I don't like this moment. I'm upset. Let that shit out and then come back to that present moment. And I'm telling you, there's so much power in that. And we've done ourselves a disservice not processing those emotions, those feelings. Or, And, and I think that's it, Chris. I mean, what, what do you think? Like, what would you add to that? Because there's more to it. We can talk for five hours on this. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, lo I love I love what you said because I mean it really is. It's it, it, you said I think you said the word in there a few times. Attach, and you are, you always talk about the attachment. What what are we meaning by that attachment? How does that how does that attachment to us and our identity like, like either either propel us or hold us back? And I, and I think about that attachment to victimhood. We talk about it all the time here on the show. Like oh, I'm attached to my victimhood because why? Oh, Chris, you poor thing. You grew up in an abused household. You were homeless. Oh, you poor thing. It's man, you're 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 so inspiring. You know, we could be around those people all day, or you could be around like people like you. You will sit there and say, okay, that's great, Chris. But what are you going to do with it? How are you going to be able to make this help serve other people? What are you going to do to 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 continue through it in spite of it happening? What was it the reason? What was the reason that happened? And how are you going to make that that make somebody a better person or make the world a better place from that? We need people in our life to challenge us. We need to go through those experiences. And I, I think it goes back to that attachment of to, to our identity. And, and we get that opportunity every single day to say, you know what? I'm tired of being who I've been. I'm tired of being comfortably miserable. I'm tired of being complacent. Because when we ask ourselves that question, when did it become acceptable to be complacent? When did it become acceptable to be mediocre? When did it be acceptable to become lazy? And we tell ourselves, you know what? It's not acceptable. And starting tomorrow, starting today, starting right now, I'm no longer going to let myself self-sabotage in, in, in favor of staying comfortable rather than living and purposefully experiencing life. 
and experiencing the cuts and the scrapes and saying, holy shit, I fucking just did something. Whether it's metaphorical or it's real, I'm out there living life because we're not getting any younger. There's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. We're This is the youngest you're ever going to be again. So if you think you're not going to do something, you're going to wait for something to happen, go get your fucking knees replaced. Go get it wherever you got to get replaced. Go have another 20 years of amazing life. Go get them replaced again, whatever it might be. Don't live in your excuses because when you live in your excuses, you live in a self-suffering pity party. That's your choice. And there is absolutely no reason why you should continue to do that to yourself. You cannot blame your parents. You can't blame your stepfather. You can't blame anybody because it may have happened once or it may have happened twice, whatever it happened 20 or 30 years ago. But you, my friends are the ones that are continuing to choose to say, okay, this is my, this is my script. And so I love what you're saying, Scott, because the fact is, at any moment in time, we all can sit there and step back from all the minutia and say, is that me or is that something that I'm observing? And you talk about this so awesomely, Scott. Is this, some, is this a part of me or is this something that I'm observing? Am I choosing to take this along with me? And then I beg out, I've asked people to ask the question, like, what would it feel like if you no longer carried that, that anger and that animosity and that resentment with you? What would it feel like if you didn't carry that shit with you everywhere you went? How much different do you think your personal relationships would be? How much do you think your, your conversations with yourself would be? And I see people, their physiology changes like, oh my God, it'd be so amazing. But God, that sounds like so much work. And I'm like, yes, I'm not going to tell you it's easy, but I'm going to tell you it's, it's possible. And I'm going to tell you that it's worth it because I've gone through it. Has it been easy? No, I've had to find ways to find, you know, appreciation and forgiveness and empathy for my mom. And now I can do it and I can find it for a lot of other people as well too. So I'm not walking around all pissed off and angry. I'm like, I wonder what that person experienced is usually one of my first experiences to say what gave them that particular belief or that, that, that set of beliefs or that those set of values or whatever it might be. So yeah, I love that Scott, because we have that choice to sit there and say, I'm either going to continue being miserable and bitch, piss and moan about it, or I'm going to sit there and say, Hey, today, that 1% rule every single day is going to help me become that person that I deserve to be. And that I really should be. I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, go to what you're saying with, I mean, you know, one thing I want to tap into that you mentioned, you were saying, um, like you're in that victim space and you're saying, Oh, poor me or whatever. I want to address the people who are sitting there right now and got triggered by that because we've all sat there at some point where somebody said, well, you don't understand my situation. Oh yeah. So let's sit there and let's honor that a minute like give yourself some grace so if you're somebody that felt somewhat triggered when you know chris is saying you know stop being the victim whatever and it kind of made you feel kind of nauseous like well, you don't understand my story is different than yours because we all do that watch this if we've got a beautiful perfect circle right now okay the day we're born that circle should be we're painting our beautiful picture our canvas our story what happens is some of us get aggressive overlap from other people's story so your identity is pushed in by a parent figure or a teacher or somebody that really infiltrated your story. So imagine you're writing a story or you're creating artwork. When it gets distorted, you're like, what the hell am I even doing? Mm -hmm. So uncle's really mean to you. Teacher tells you you're stupid. Coach hurts your feelings. Somebody physically or mentally or sexually or whatever hurts you. And you feel like, what am I doing on this planet? And it, it sucks. End of story. You are correct. So here we are with a distorted story. How do we erase or remove the overlapping stories so I can start in this present moment? A beautiful thing would be, imagine if we could just wipe out our memory and then we start from scratch. We yeah. wouldn't have all these attachments, but we started the show with this beautiful comment, a challenge. And I know you're sitting here saying, but I'm not you, I'm not Chris, I can't do this, you don't understand. If you could have seen me in my worst moment or Chris in my worst moment, I would be going, you don't understand my life. <laughs> no, we've been there. It's never going to happen. Here's the difference, okay? You're seeing yourself here and you're saying the distance between me and what I want to be is so far. Check that. It's not distance. It's removal. You're already there. So here's this beautiful picture that got distorted by overlap from other stories. Forgive this person. Remove the shit that got in your picture. Recognize I'm going to be empathetic to that person because they didn't know any better. And you start disconnecting in the energy. And now your canvas is blank again. So yeah. you're no longer a victim. Now you're, you're beginning, but you still feel a little horrified. It's like, I'm so far behind. No, you're already there. You just haven't painted your picture yet. So start like Bob Ross. I'm going to draw this little tree and make this one pretty. Holy shit, I'm going to put a mountain up there. I'm going to put a <laughs> up. There's a little duck. There's a little duck. 
But what I'm telling you guys is, and this might sound batshit crazy, is you are far closer to the dream that you want than you could ever imagine. And all you need to do is step back into observer, look at that picture, realize where there's overlap in other people's stories and take control, aka responsibility. The paintbrush is yours. Take it and start making that picture because it's all you. I mean, it's all you. It's, it's, it's that simple and it's that freaking insanely hard at the same time. And Chris and I will both say, I hear you. I get it. <laughs> and and we, we, we understand it. So if you ever have questions for us, take Chris's accountability coaching right now. I mean, he's going to go through this stuff. Let him help you remove some of those overlaps because it's there for you. And tell them about that. Tell them about you, you know, what you're doing, your your accountability. Because this is stuff that they can they can do. You're sitting in a victim space. Like, what can you do to help them with that? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's and that's a great point. Thanks, Scott. I mean, it really is about having that accountability and knowing that when we put our word to something, like we always put our word, like I, I tell you, Scott, I promise I'll take care of this. Generally, we keep our promises to other people, but how often do we actually keep them to ourselves? And so when you think about life, like if I kept my promises to myself, how much more would I have accomplished in 2023? So the accountability program, which is anybody can get into something like that, but my accountability program is like twice a month we meet. You get an accountability partner that you meet with every single week and so on and so forth. So when you have somebody that you're checking in with and you put your word out on the line saying, hey, these are the three things I'm going to get done in the following week. And then you check in with somebody and you have somebody who's going to check in with you that you know isn't going to let you go. Okay, yeah, it was okay. That they're going to say, why didn't you get it done? What were your obstacles? What are you going to do to overcome those obstacles? When you have those things in a play, then, you, then, you're, then you're more likely to be accountable to do those things because you don't want to lose face. And as you start doing those things and you keep your words, you realize, wow, it's not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Then you start taking on bigger challenges and you start going after more things and you start realizing, hey, maybe the people I'm surrounding myself with are not the type of people that are going to help me get to that next level. They may help me stay at this level nice and comfortable and everything else, but I need other people to help me get to that next level. And then it starts becoming an exciting challenge and a journey to say, wow, I never thought I could do this. Now I'm doing all these things. What else might be next? And so I just encourage every single person out there listening to this, watching this is like, have an accountability partner, have somebody in your life who will call you on your shit, who will get in your butt and say, Hey, listen, here's some things that I'm seeing. Are you ready to hear some of the answers? I was just listening to uh, uh, one of the guys that's in my accountability program right now. He was talking about his experience with his accountability partner. And he goes, Chris, I, I hope you're okay with this. But I asked him these questions about some of the stuff that seemed incongruent with what he said he wanted to get done. I'm like, no, you should do that. You should point those things out and say, listen, pal, I know that you say that you want this, but here are some things that you might not be able to see because you can't see the picture when you're in the frame. Here's some other stuff. And I think that's so massively important, Scott, because we like we go in our own world and I did this too. I'm raising both hands. Oh, I got it figured out. I don't want people to think that I'm weak. I'm going to, I'm going to figure this all out and I'm going to be successful anyway. But then when I realized, like, if I spend some money and I listen to people who've actually done the shit that I want to do and then follow what it is that they did, might I have a chance to be more successful doing what it is that they're doing that I'm envious about rather than doing it on my own? Of course. You know, so we got to change those things. And I think it's just that it's about that. Again, I think it goes back to when will I have had enough? And I've been asking people this question lately. It's like, when are you going to have had enough of, of your husband, this and your kids, that and your, and your coworker, this and your, your friend, this, there's going to come a point where you're going to explode and you're going to lose your shit. And you're going to have to finally change because you can no longer do that. If you can proactively get to that spot now and develop that courage and that strength and that resiliency to stand up for yourself and have that boundary now then what is life going to look like in three months or six months or 12 months from now? It's going to be pretty exciting because now you're not going to tolerate some of the stuff you've been tolerating and, uh, and start to lead your life. 100%. You know, I'm doing um, a men's retreat next weekend. Um, I just filled it up actually. So I'm good with that. Congrats. That's fun. I mean, I'm doing five people at a time. I'm just bringing a few people out to the cabin just to have a super intimate version. But um, I'm so seeing the- next spring, next spring. You're coming. You'll get there. You'll Austin. be there. You'll be there sometime. Um, but uh, the 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 uh, the title or the focus of this this group is exactly what you're saying. Slightly different worded, but I think everybody would receive this this concept well. So self worth. When we have self worth, I come up with some worthiness quotient for myself. Like in my brain, my subconscious mind is saying, "Well, you're good, dude, but you're not that good," and it puts a limit. And it says, well, you're good at this, but you're not the best. So what we do is we're creating the ceiling, the yep. self-worth ceiling. So when I'm when I'm showing you the picture, here's my picture. It has a line that that there's a limit. 
what if I could remove that and my picture becomes infinite? Then those overlaps from other stories don't mean shit because I'm just an infinite, you know, developer of creation. So what we're doing this weekend is we're going to go in with zero actual intention. And so a lot of times we've gone into these things with intention, like um, I want to heal this limiting belief. I want to remove this. I want to look at this. And what I find is that becomes an attachment too. So I'm going to take full credit and say, I haven't been doing it perfectly uh, to date, but now I'm going to do what I'm going to do is remove that attachment. And what we're going to do is we're going to allow organically, uh, we're, we're just going to ask the universe and we're going to do the, the procedures and do the processes and the breath work and all that. We're just going to let that limited um, worthiness become, I am infinite. I am divine. I am creator. We're going to lean into that and just open that up and see what we see. And right. I'm excited to see it because I, I, I already know some of the things that will potentially have. It's going to be really nice. But I invite people to start thinking like that. Whatever your level of self-worth is, even though you're saying, well, well, I'm smart. I mean, listen to what I said. Well, well I'm smart. Mm -hmm. well, does that mean I'm kind of smart? Like I'm good enough? Right. I'm not good enough. I'm more than enough. Yes. Yes, I'm everything. I'm not I'm not good enough. I'm way better than that. But do I really believe that? Because you you catch my tone. I'm in practice too. What we want to do is let that tumble down, just rip that open. And that's why it's universe. It's part of you and I. It's you. It's like us. So I want to own that. I want to lean into that. And I think that's something for people to think about is you know, you're talking about what we would tolerate, whatever. First and foremost, remove that which is blocking us from just letting go of all of it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I mean, like you you do talk about it. I mean, it goes back to that flow state and that's something that I've found more and more when I think about it, because we always want to be in control. We want to have our hands on everything. We want to figure everything out. We want perfection. We don't want to have it, you know, feel like the imposter syndrome thing. So as long as I feel like I'm in control, as long as I know with certainty, these things are going to get done, they're going to get done my way. Then we feel like we have some influence on there. But when we think about surrendering, like so what would it feel like to surrender that need to be in control? What would it feel like to surrender that need for perfection? And in a lot of people sit there, oh my God, it would be so relaxing and so freeing. I'm like, then I'll ask people after that, like, when, when did you come up with some of your best ideas? When, when was that? Like, were you in a flow state? Like, oh yeah, I was in a flow state. Like, talk to me about that. What did that feel like? Oh, I just feel like everything was firing on all cylinders. Da, da. I'm like, were you, were, you, were you constricting anything? Were you like... No, no, it just, I was just felt good. I was just in the, I'm like, okay, see, that's what we got to do. And to your point, Scott, about being in the river. So oftentimes we're hanging to that rock. Like, oh my God, if I go down the river, what's going to happen? Yeah. You might hit some white rapids and some, some, I get fucking banged up on a rock. But as you're going through that, what are you doing? You're excited. You're like, oh my God, I'm doing this. I'm not sitting over there watching everybody else do it. I'm fucking doing it. You know? And that's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, life is going by like that. My kid just turned seven. I'm going to be 55 next year. I mean, it's like boom, boom, boom. And you think about the average life expectancy is around 78. I think in Canada, it just went back a couple of years. It actually, life expectancy is dropping in some places. Um, so when I think about that 78 enough, I'm going to be 55. I mean, that's like what, 23 years, like 23 years or something like that. I mean, at 20, yeah, something like that. You know, so when you think about it, that, that brings so much more leverage to the game to make sure that every single day I'm choosing to live in it. I'm, I'm choosing to create it. I'm too, I'm choosing to be adventurous through it and participate in it. Where so many other times we want to stay in that comfort zone. We want to stay in that area of predictability when that's not truly living, that's existing. And so again, people have to take that leadership responsibility out of their own life and sit there and say, okay, irregardless of what other people told me I can and can't do, how about today? I just decide for myself that even if I can't do it or, or I don't think I can do it, then I'm going to give it the best effort I could possibly give for six months. And if at the end of that six months and I've given it everything that I've truly got and I'm not any better, then I can let that go and feel good about myself and not feel like I just I just let go because I was afraid to try and afraid to make that imperfect mistake. And I think for people listening and watching this, Scott, is one of the things that we can really tell people is when we think about all of our different guests and we invite you guys to go back and listen to them. I put a, uh, yeah, I put a list up here. Uh, I put a list up here. We had uh, Guy Berlando, Leo Sherrard, Sid McNary, uh, MG McCarrera, Tom Stuker, and Stuart White. All fabulous guests. When you no. think about it again, they also had something in common, which was vision. 
they could see in their mind's eye what it is that they were creating, what the end outcome is. And I think that's another one of the suggestions we can leave with you guys today as well as like have that vision for yourself. When you wake up in the morning, play a movie in your head of what you want to happen, have happen that day. Play a movie of your life, of the biggest moment that's happening in your life and see yourself and feel that because your mind doesn't know any difference between real reality and perceived reality because we've all had a bad dream. We woke up in the middle of the night going, oh my God, oh my God, that fucking, I just fell out of a tree. I just got, I was just running backwards in the snow. I just, we, we felt it because our mind created that picture for us. And if we could do the same thing, when we do the same thing with our, with our dreams, and that becomes part of our subconscious mind. And, and some of our actions start to support those things, ladies and gentlemen. But if you sit there and you still continue to hang on to that other stuff and you're afraid, guess what? That's only going to get more freight, more fearness. And eventually your life is going to be over and you're going to look back and you're going to regret what it is that you really didn't do. And so Scott and I are, our whole point here is to come here every week and, and to find a creative way to be able to tell you something in such a way that you say, you know what? I'm not going to wait until I hit rock bottom. I'm going to do it today. Understand, and and let's let's actually give them a, a tool. We were talking about it in the coaching group the other day. I think it'll be worthwhile. One of the things that um I've been trying to figure out is better ways to explain how to break down patterns and attachment. And one of the things that um we talk about, you know, is go love now. So imagine if everything at our core, at our baseline, like the organic frequency of the universe, is just called the love frequency. So when we're saying go love now, we go to that love frequency. Where collectively going, once I have this, and we're looking for all these externals, once I get the right job, once I have the wife, once my kid grows up, once I have this, it's, it's always as soon as I do blank, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Those are frequencies we're chasing. So we're chasing a frequency of more, frequency of lust or frequency, whatever it is. If we stop the attachment to other frequencies, the default frequency is the creation frequency. It's the love frequency. It's the God frequency. It's the universe frequency. So to Chris's point, if I'm sitting here and I'm trying to create, you know, some kind of joy or dream or, you know, best version of self, the ultimate irony is as I'm reaching, like I said, when I was talking earlier about the picture, I already have it. I just forgot. And right. so in my effort to go here, there, 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 if I took a conscious breath and truly, you know, literally, metaphorically, physically, spiritually, whatever, detached from all of that. I would be in that default creative space, that place where I'm like, mm, clear vision. Oh, this is what I want. Oh, this is how I make the dream work. And you get to that clarity. But here's the thing. I'm just going to show you what it looks like because you might have been there before. And I'm going to offer you a way to potentially get back there. You ever like sitting there and you go, oh, my God, this is what I was supposed to do. <laughs> I, would, I would bet you this is what happened. On a large scale or like a little scale or both? Either way, either okay. way, big scale, little scale, that moment where you go, ding, ding, ding. I would <laughs> bet you anything, this is what happened. You were tired, you were hungry, you know? So essentially you're kind of just in a moment going, oh. Yep. Disconnected. So you only have one thing to focus on. So you've minimized all the other attachments. I just want to go to bed. I just want to get a meal. So the minute you release that for one second, you're sitting in this place of bliss and connection and you're like, who put me here? The thing is, the minute our mind starts going, we go attach, 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 attach. Once I finish this, once I do this, once I do this. And we go so far away from the obvious reality of how we manifest from this beautiful love place, God place, source place. So here's the ultimate irony. Stop thinking. Stop chasing. Get out of here and into here. The minute you just take a break from all the shit that I need to do, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. Right. Yank that thing from your vocabulary. Because here's what's going to happen. You're going to go from I need to I have to I am. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. I, I can't tell you, you know, Chris, it's the, the funnest thing for me with coaching is the more I say it, the more I have to do it. And yeah. all I know is I feel like like an alchemist and just like a manifesting machine. Like whenever I do something as of late, I just feel like, oh, that was easy. It just showed up. <laughs> I mean, so why do you think that is? Now, why do you think that is? Because you've had experiences like we all have. Because you've what? seen me over the last two years, dude. You know me. I've had yeah. some horrific shit times where nothing was working. And you know why? Because I, I even though I was speaking, get into your heart, get out of your mind. I was deep in my mind. I was trying to be smart, Scott, like analytical Scott. Right. Using the gifts, the gifts that were actually the hindrances. And the minute I said, the gifts will be used when the connection to source has already been created. I'll use this once I've used this. So I'm taking 
the connection from here. And then I'm like, okay, now I'll use this to process. But I was leading from here. I was full of shit. Mm-hmm. And not, not intentionally full of shit and lying no. to you. I was trying my best and my best wasn't good enough yet. So when you right. say best, what's your best? I was hyperactively here. And once I truly went to the place I told everybody to go to, I was like, dude, this is everything you were talking about. Why weren't you doing it? And so I, I want to keep sharing that with people because even when you know the pathway, even when you know the steps to take, even when you know the tools to bring, we're human beings. We're stubborn. We get in patterns. We think we're doing one thing. And then to your point in the coaching group, until the other guy goes, um, yeah, you're saying that, dude, but you're full of shit. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, so yeah. all I can tell people is a coaching group, you know, somebody so they can help look at you so you can escalate the process, a deeper honesty with self, um, continuing to do the same things when I take that back continuing to do the deep analysis over and over, not the same things over and over. So keep right. looking at yourself again and again, deeper self-awareness, but it's easy and hard at the same time. Yeah. You and I can write down right now, what we need to do this week to be the baddest ass human being. We call each other on Friday. We're like, yeah, no, I totally would have been out Jackson. And I'm, oh, can we, oh, oh, four students had. Wow. Wow. Yep, that's why I do. I do keep my list. And that's why at the end of the week, for the most part, I can look down and go, holy shit, I got quite a few things that captured. And I'm like, then I can look at something and go, yeah, I've written that on my to do list like four or five times. And I <laughs> still haven't done it. So it's like, you know, you just got to be honest with yourself. But I think, you know, to your point is the fact that we have this, we have this opportunity in our life to be curious and to have a sense of sense of adventure. And when we go back to our younger days, we've talked about the, the the conditioning process here on the show, that zero to five that helps us create the identity of who we are and what our worthiness levels are and what our self-confidence levels are and what our ability to go outside our comfort zone is going to be and how well it's going to be supported by our parents and our other caretakers. You know, it's pretty incredible how, you know, when we think about how we hang on to certain meanings in life, right? We talk about the meaning. What, what does that really truly have a meaning to? What we invite you guys out there to think about this as you're going into 2024 and you're planning new goals is ask yourself, what meaning have I given this particular belief? And is this working for me or working against me? And then be honest with yourself. And then the next question is to ask yourself, what is it about this belief that I can adjust in such a way that it will empower me versus disempower me? What is some way I can look at this particular experience in the past and realize that that was part of the experiences that I needed to have to become the person that I am today. And had I not gone through that experience, I would not have learned that lesson. I have not met my partner that I've, that I've had today. And so I think about this Scott, and I want to get your opinion on this is the fact that, you know, when I look back on my life and I did this seriously, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, and I look back and I looked at, you know, they, we sit there and we think about life as in terms of intersections, right? Like what's that? Remember that one thing? Remember, there's like four or five one things in our life that we thought if I would have taken that job, if I would have gotten on that plane, I know people that that would have been a part of 9-11. If I, you know, and I look back and I'm like, everything lined up right at the point where it was supposed to happen. I got laid off from my other job years and years and years ago. And then I went and got a job at Patty. And then I was there for 26 years. And so every single little thing, all the different experiences I had there helped helped me become a better coach, helped me in all these different things. So when I look at that, there is a sense of freedom and and it's not perfect, but there's a sense of freedom. And and when I sit here today in these moments and I think about me, you know, like, oh, this should be done and that should be done in the book, I can sit there and I can understand and have comfort. Like Chris, everything in your life up until this point is, is led you to the right spot at the right time. Is there any reason why this is not going to be the same situation now? And would you not enjoy the ride a lot more if you get to that, when you get to that spot and be able to think, fuck, before I would have been so worried and wonder when this happened, but now I've enjoyed the last two months or the last two years or whatever it might be. What are your thoughts on that? When we just, when we surrender that idea of, of what the expectation should be and to like realize that the happiness is now. It's in the simple little things, being able to take a shit on your own, which I have a story about that. Like really being, if you could be grateful for the things that you don't have and the experiences you have right now, just imagine the abundance that you can get when you get um, some of those bigger things in life. And I think maybe that's one of the tests that we go through. I literally told my students last night before they left, I said, there's one thing I want you to remember. And if you forget everything I've said, but I want you to remember one thing. And it's a simple equation. Gratitude must greatly exceed expectation. So everything you just said, that's the formula for massive happiness, for presence, for joy, for everything you're asking for. What's up? How you doing, Nelly? Um, so if you really think about this, 
the second I have an expectation, what is that? We talked about it nonstop. It's an attachment. So um, I know I'm going to get that job. I, I know I'm going to get to go to Africa. Like, listen, here's the deal. Right in this present moment, I get to do all these things. Maybe they'll shift and I'm supposed to be somewhere else. I'm fine with that. Now, yeah. my my brain will do the initial, no, 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 we got to do that every year. And then, then my heart will go, oh, what's coming? There's something opened up. There's something <laughs> else going to space. What's coming? There's no way the universe would have taken something and not give me something better. I notice with great consistency when something moves out, the next thing is the next thing I needed. So mm -hmm. if you surrender or massively grateful, remove attachments, a.k.a. expectation, that formula is bulletproof. A end of story. Like end of story. The universe, when you connect to that love vibration, that vibration, we're all trying to that frequency. Once you're you're connected to that, it's just a conduit to source, to give you information, to connect, to fuel you. So when I let something go or release something and that space is created, I don't run to put something else in. The universe is literally going, oh, he's ready for the next thing. Yep. <laughs> sit back and wait. And sometimes the next thing might be a, a challenge before I get the thing. So I go, oh, shit. But I'm learning to go, oh, yeah. And right. it's not oh, shit anymore. It's two minutes of oh shit. I'm still human. And then exactly. I go, no, 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 no. There's something coming. And so I know this doesn't make total sense because so you're telling me I lost the ability to go to this great place every year and now I'm not going. I should just sit here and say something else is coming. Yes. Yes. Hmm. And that might sound batshit crazy, but I'll promise you this. Go read the story of anybody who made a massive difference on this planet, an inventor, an amazing musician, a world leader, and they were batshit crazy to everybody around them. So trust me, my batshit crazy is not batshit crazy. I'm helping you catapult to the place that the greats, and when I say the greats, I don't mean the greats like you had to make a lot of money or be famous. I mean the people who are great enough to really find out that they are part of the creation of this existence, part of the divine. The greats might be your neighbor. It might be your librarian. It might be a president. The greats are not what you think. The greats are the ones who got it. So you know the people. You meet them sometime. You're like, that person just seems to be comfortable in their skin. They seem to just, they're just doing something I want to do. That can be you because it is you. And it starts with gratitude over expectation. Love it. I mean, it's so true. I mean, I, I believe in that, Scott. We talk about it a lot here on the show is like when you can sit there and have that attitude of gratitude, when you can sit there and be grateful for all the challenges that you've had in your life because they've helped you become the person that you that you're that you are now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, although it's not easy, but if we go back and we watch the hero's journey by Joseph Campbell on YouTube, then we could see a visual representation. We could be reminded of the fact that who do we root for in those particular movies when they're down? Like, oh, yeah, he's going to go through all those trials and tribulations and he's going to get smart. And that's the same thing that happens for us. And so thinking about, you know, what um, what I had posted earlier about, like, what the, the the suckiest thing in life would be to show up at the end of your life and realize all the different things you could have been, the person you could have been been, been becoming. Yeah. And so that's why Scott and I challenge you every single week. I mean, we're on episode 138. So we've been doing this show for over two years, I believe now. Um, and so we brought you so much value and so much content and all these different episodes that if you went back and you picked 10 of the episodes, or if you asked us for 10 of the episodes and you applied all the strategies and everything that we talked about in there over the period of time that we've been doing the show, just imagine how much different you guys would be. And so we invite you this time and this moment to really think about the fact that 2024 is on its way. It's, it's right around the corner. Today's December 1st as of the taping of this particular program. And so you have the opportunity. We all have this opportunity to make 2024 the best year possible in our entire life. And it involves a few things. It involves sacrifice. It involves letting go and surrendering some of old beliefs and some old identities and letting people out of your life that no longer serve your greater purpose. It involves having a bigger mission in your life and deciding exactly what the end looks like in mind and working yourself backwards from that and taking that imperfect action every single day. Because when you do that and you go to sleep at night and you know that you did your best, that you know that you gave it your all and you sit there and you realize that tomorrow is a brand new day, what is it that you can do just a little bit differently? As you compound those efforts on themselves, ladies and gentlemen, it's pretty incredible what it is that you can apply and what it is that you can achieve and, and create in your life. And we say this to you because you're a leader in your life, whether you don't want to believe it or not. If you're leading your kids, you're leading your spouse, you're leading your siblings, you're leading your community, you're leading your friends, whoever it might be, you're leading your cats. 
you guys have a, a responsibility. We all have a responsibility, especially if we have kids, to be the best possible leader that we can be, to say, what am I teaching my kid right now in these particular moments, whether your kid's 34 or your kid's four? We all have that responsibility. And, and to have that bigger why is really critical because when you get down and you have those moments of where you want to give up and you're frustrated and you're, fuck, I'm so tired of this. You go back to that why. Like, did I really, like my tattoo says, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. When I look down at it, sometimes I'm like, fuck, I'm already strong enough. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I have so much capability to be even stronger that I'm going to sit there and harness this and take this as an opportunity for me to, to dig deeper. Because when we dig deeper, we have that feeling of resiliency, like nothing can hold me back. And that's what we want for you guys who watch the show, because, you know, it's just a matter of what, when we get better, then we can make other people better. And that's, that's the whole goal that Scott and I have, of course, with go love now is let's all go love. Now and it starts with loving yourself first. Yeah. Right now. I agree. That's beautifully said, man. Oh, I love it. I feel like um, so many of us, we, we get detracted because we just don't believe in ourselves enough. I mean, you're right on point. Like we, we get out mm -hmm. of the present moment. We, so to the point too, I think a lot, a lot of times the reason we're so exhausted and we say, I don't want to be any more strong is because we haven't fueled up. And this is something, this is for myself because yep. years ago where I couldn't figure out where my energy's gone, you know, I've done a bunch of things like supplementally and like food wise and sleep wise to support myself. But I still think it's mostly spiritual. I don't think I was going to that love frequency enough. I was referencing it, but I was here going all over the place and literally source is going, here I am, your fuel source, here I am. And I'm going, no, no, I can't. I got to do all these things. And it's like, I'm literally offering you infinite energy to go out and share your brilliance with the world and you keep stifling me. And so we really got to notice when we're feeling exhausted and say, I don't want to be any more strong part of being strong might be just dipping back into that fuel source aka source energy universe creator love vibration once we step into that you can take a break and you will come back organically stronger you don't have to go lift 50 weights you don't have to go it's really just a simple dip into recalling your truth and i think it's that simple and that seems almost too easy and i think that's why so many of us have missed it for so long because we're out here mm -hmm. It's true. I mean, you got to be, you got to be aware. And I think that's one of the things that we're really trying to drive home in this particular series is the awareness factor is for you guys need to be aware of what situation you're in, you know, come out of that, that bubble. So if you have, you know, one of the things I've been recommending to people lately is like, write down your short-term gratifications, write down what is getting in your way, write down what are the things that are distracting you? Is it TikTok? Okay, maybe I needed to remove TikTok off my phone. Oh my God, Chris, don't tell me that. Yeah, maybe remove TikTok off your phone. You know, maybe start removing some of those distractions away from you. Set yourself up for success um, because obviously we don't need some of these things on our phone and, and start dedicating your time because when you think about it, everybody has 24 hours in a day. You know, why is one person more successful than the other? Because they use their 24 hours differently. And that's one thing that you guys can start doing immediately. I was talking with somebody the other day and they were, they were, they were very convinced that they had no time. They were very convinced that they had no time within five minutes of talking about their day. They had plenty of time. And I was just like, that's the story you're telling yourself. Like you, I, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. But then when you get somebody outside of that, that spear of, of the, of the, of the, the brainwashing, you're like, well, what about this? And what about this? Do you really need to do that? How long can that take? Can you take a shower? At the big, can you take a shower at night? That'll help you put some lavender on that'll help you sleep. Da, 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 da. And that way you just freed up this. Oh, you just freed up two hours every single day. But I think people sit there and say that they're busy and they say they want to say, say that they're busy because then they don't have time because that's their excuse for not getting their shit done. We Absolutely. all have this opportunity. I mean, there's just a matter of what, how important it is to you. And I do this. I get, a, I get distracted a ton on social media. And some days when I sit there and I just close out the thing and I focus on something, three hours later, I'm like, holy shit, I got so much done. Yeah. I mean, even just things like simple overlap, like you go into the gym and people are like, well, why don't you send an audio book there? Because you say you don't have time to read or while you're driving or... There's really so many times we can create more efficiency, but our patterns make us say during this time, I don't have time. And you're like, that was the most inefficient thing I've ever seen. You drove the weird way home. You stopped at the <laughs> store. You didn't listen to any books. You didn't do anything else. Like you created all that. And then people are like, yeah, but what, what? it's we're, we're, we're our own worst enemies. End of story. 100%. We have patterns through their addictions. The minute you move away from those patterns and recreate new ones. It's like when I go to the gym, I'll literally, I have a, a thing. I'll create like a two or three quick videos for social media, but I won't post them yet. 
I'll go do like my sets. I'll listen to like half an audio book. I'll listen to a little music to pump me up. I'll, like I have all these things. Like by the time I'm done, I've done so many things, but I was only there like working out for an hour, but I got all these other things and I have new knowledge. I got videos done. I post them like right in the car before I go home. They're posting by the time I get home. It's like massively efficient so that I can sit and be present when my kid comes home or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. It's about that intentionality. And I mean, that that's one of the important things that we could tell everybody tonight is like, be intentional. Don't sit there and take everything haphazardly, like be super intentional, be critical, think about your needle movers and then focus on those every single day. And then, and, and by taking that, um, you're always going to have naysayers. You're going to have people out there sitting there, what are you doing? You know, you fucking this, that, and the other thing. And then just say, thank you. But, uh, I'm going to continue doing this with or without you. So if you're on my team, then great. If not, then I might have to find another spot to fill your seat. And that's what, that's one of the things that Scott and I advocate for. Um, so yeah, holy shit, dude, it's already been uh, 55 minutes of us jibber jabbering together. I always love speaking with you and talking and uh, tell everybody about your program you got going on right now too. Um, got my retreat and then raise your vibration coaching program. Uh, we've got six people, two more probably joining. So we've got a good group in there. Um, I can put two more if anybody's interested in that. Uh, it starts December 11th and it's a little walk through the park that makes you look at yourself from 12 different angles. And if you're not a different person, the person you're supposed to be at the end, then you didn't try. And you didn't try. <laughs> you didn't do it. And they could just go to, they could go to scottgoyette.com for that. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure they all, cause, uh, cause truth be told you and I share a, uh, well, we don't share, but we use the same, um, the same web guy, Mr. Ben, who yeah. doesn't watch our show so we could talk about him. <laughs> Does he love us? He loves, us. he loves us. <laughs> so, um, so we're going to be at, what do we, what do we say? We're going to come back on uh, January 5th. We're going to take yeah, a little break. Um, we're come back on January 5th. Yeah. I don't mind doing, um, cause I'm going to be out of town this, uh, next week and I've got the men's retreat and then, uh, we could do like a Christmas show. Maybe we'll bring, uh, we'll do something specific for the holidays. There you go. Cool. Actually, actually, you know what? Why don't we put a, let's see if people are interested. I think we should do something mental health oriented for the holidays. Like, ways to effectively manage the holidays when you're not feeling too great. Why don't we put that right before Christmas? Love it. Yeah. Cause I mean, we all have, we, we all go into our, this is the family or I don't have a certain family around or I feel alone or whatever. Let's have conversations around that. In <laughs> fact, let's most definitely do it. And if you guys are listening right now, please share because we'll absolutely put out some sick content, like really good content on things that you can do to, more effectively manage yourself during a potentially difficult holiday season. Absolutely. And you guys could just go to the unfiltered experience.com, the unfiltered experience.com. If you guys are watching this on the replay or actually the live video cast, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. As always, make sure you take us with you on audio podcasts. So we're on Apple podcasts. We're on Spotify, iHeart, everywhere, Amazon music, anywhere you get podcasts, go in there and type in the unfiltered experience. You guys will see it. Take it, take us with you. Um, because we've got tons and tons and tons of amazing shows, um, that were definitely help you change your perspective and, and, and along the lines of what we're talking about tonight and really set you guys up for an amazing 2024. And that's what we really want for you guys. I mean, that's why we want you guys to join the community on Facebook. Just go again to the www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Join the Facebook community. Let us know what you want to see. Uh, Scott and I are going to be back uh, before uh, the end of the year, of course, and Christmas. And also we're going to come back starting January 5th. And so we're going to be bringing brand new shows, brand new conversations. And uh, we're thinking about just keeping it to us for a while. So maybe no guests. So maybe just me, you, Scott, and the, you beautiful people showing up, letting us know what you want to talk about. We can do it ahead of time and then bring you answers and value to help you guys to make sure we all have an amazing 2024. Because I know a, people, a lot of people are going to be stressed out about it with the elections going on here in the United states and whatnot so let's all just continue to lift and raise our vibrations up to make this world a better place and contribute to that aspect of it rather than uh, all the the fear and the media and the propaganda bullshit would you agree on that scott yeah i got so much to say on that let's just end the show because i because you actually made me want to start five other shows let's save those for dinner. <laughs> like, literally, as you were just saying that like I, I had like five tangents that i was about to run down a whole we'll just go and all good stuff like yeah. ways to really disconnect from the negativity just I'm in a deep state of practice because I've had people who challenged me and I'm getting much better at just saying, go on with your bad self, bro. I'm not yep. attached to your energy. I just had that happen today. One of the guys, I don't think he's watching this, but one of the guys at my gym, we we, we talked about the, the Trump DeSantis thing and uh, we immediately found out we are on a complete opposite ends of the spectrum. 
where before everything was aligning, everything was aligning. And we both like looked at each other and were like, oh, I don't know if I can like you anymore. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I know, I know there's a lot of people I know because we don't bring that up, but I know that we have very different viewpoints. And so I, I'm learning to not go there. Or if it starts to come up, I'm like, I don't want to hear anything about that because we might be in very different places, but I certainly like what we're doing right now together. Exactly. <laughs> Get back to dinner. Enjoy the bottle of wine. Let's go for a workout. Let's play some hoops. Just yeah, it's not, let's not go there. <laughs> because yeah. first of all, the longer you know somebody and they see your principles and your values, and then when they show what they are, I say, does that person align your values? Why would you follow them indiscriminately? Now they're like, damn it. I like you a lot. You make a shitload of sense to me. You live the way I want people to live. Damn you. <laughs> so the longer you stay, that's what I do. I sit here and they're like, how can you possibly? I'm like, possibly what? Not believe either side. And I sit in a space where I go issue by issue. Exactly. And they're like, how about that? And they, they look at me like, mm. and I'm like, you can't do it because you're mm -hmm. already like me and you just got to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and you say it with such a beautiful smile, Scott. I'm just such a little prick. I'm still that little 12 year old boy. I'm like, I'm going to make you <laughs> like me and then make you think. <laughs> exactly that's what i like then i'm gonna make you hate me there you go just because right. i can let's end this show let's start up in january but we're gonna do a beautiful show on mental health um yeah let's make that happen because cool. I, I think we need it we will we will we will all right love brother you. love and appreciate you the filter the unfiltered experience.com for you guys out there watching and listening thank you nelly for being here thank you for susan francis Amen. being here susan francis says you're hooked on humanity hi are you part of accountability group by chance um she is not in the accountability group but uh um she could certainly actually be there uh susan francis is actually going to be starting in there but uh thank you guys all for being here thank you ellie nicole for being in the house what's up she says hi scott and chris happy, happy holidays to you both we appreciate you we got lynn serrano in the house saying hello what's going on amen brother she said she has shared this. So thank you very much thank for that. You. We love and appreciate you guys. Go out there, be brilliant. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Friday night and the rest of your weekend. And we'll see you guys here next week on the Unfiltered Experience. Cheers. Love you guys. Bye.